Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gamers, geezers, geeks of all ages. Welcome to the Gaming Face Punch Gaming Roundup for all your gaming news. And I am joined by Nigel. Hello, Nigel. Hello. And yes, you are How joined you by me. Yeah. Yes. Or... Yeah, it's all good. He's got a slightly smug look on his face and he's got his narrator's voice on. Hello um, and welcome to the podcast today. We're going to talk to you about some gaming news. We hope you enjoy. Sit back, so, listen and relax. <laughs> I've lost the show to him now. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to ask a question I always ask. What have you been playing? Well, uh, I've played a couple of games. Actually, three. Um, I'm going to say it again. Dark Age. As always, but uh, this week I completed Hogwarts Legacy. And I decided to finish that off, and obviously with Hogwarts Legacy, this I feel there's no real reason to go chasing down all the trophies because, in order to get the platinum on that, you literally have to find every single item. There's no leeway on it. You have to find them, and I honestly haven't got the patience for that. So I thought. I'm going to move on and play Jedi Survivor on my PS5. Ooh. And um, so I started to play that. I am about 16% in. My sons, however, are both further than me in the game, and they seem to both be enjoying it, which is strange because usually they like stuff like Fortnite and Apex and Rocket League. So it's a, I've been telling them, diversify you might like something different. And it's behold, a real-time strategy, mate. Lo and behold, they're trying it, and they seem to like it. So okay. it's a bit of a change of pace for them, I think. Actually learning how to block, timing the block, and that sort of stuff. So, so far, yeah, enjoying it. Haven't come across any bugs, because maybe because I'm on the PS5. Uh, other than that, that's it. What, what about you? Um, I was playing, I meant to play uh, Horizon Forbidden West because mm. I've got it, I've installed it. I'm going to go and start it and I didn't. I've started playing Redfall. Okay. Um, I, I, and well, I'm, we have like a, me and you are in like a, a group chat for gaming. Yeah, so I downloaded sort of get it. Pinged. Yeah. I um, haven't started it yet on my Xbox. So. Um, but um, I, I got pinged by my mate saying, oh, I didn't want to play anything today. I go, have you got Redfall? And he's got a regular Xbox S series. Not, yeah. Uh, no, not S series. Xbox One S, sorry. Oh, so he's okay, got the digital yeah. Xbox One thing. And I asked him if he had Redfall. I didn't realise that Redfall was an X and an S exclusive. And, um, yeah, I played it. it, it it's... Graphics-wise, considering it's a specific next-generation game, not good. Not no good at all. No, seriously, I've got uh, I've got other games like um, Dying Light. Dying Light was um, was yeah. much better looking than this. And I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to put some stylistic bits in it and stuff to make it look that kind of what mm, Insomniac described as like hyper-realistic. Um, but it just comes as it's not stylized enough. There's not it's there's not any lighting on there or anything, and there are there are issues with it because if you walk into certain areas, all of a sudden the frame rate dips as stuff is loading in the background. So it sounds like stuff hasn't been optimized quite yet. And I know 
in our chat because it's more than one gaming chat that I get involved in. In our chat, we were talking about let's go do it, let's stream it. We might have some fun streaming it. I it's, it's interesting. It's annoying because I reckon it'll be fun when it's working. Um, not as good as Back for Blood. Um, I know Back for Blood had the annoying card thing, which was fine. It was just to make the make each level and each playthrough slightly different, make mm. it unique for yourself, make it more exciting for yourself. Not like that. It's I don't know. I need some more time with it to to actually have my thoughts together. But there are there are issues with it. It doesn't. It looks it looks gank for something that's um, next proper next gen. That's my first problem. Doesn't look. If you look at like Horizon Forbidden West or Eternal or um, God of War Ragnarok, it's they're clear that they are next gen games. They look beautiful, or, or they do so. Or like with Ratchet and Clank, it doesn't look clever with the dimension jumping and this that and the other. But this doesn't take any kind of things like that. But as I said, I haven't played that much of it, but I've had definite frame dips. Um, I thought they were, you know, it's like when you watch these people, ah, they're over egg in the pudding, blah, 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 trying to get views on YouTube. And then you play it and like, oh, oh, maybe they're not. Maybe it is. Maybe it is as bad as they, they say it is. Um, so, yeah, it's it, that's that's interesting. Um, I mean, to go back to play, finish off Starfleet Academy, not Starfleet Academy, Marder, because I enjoyed the hell out of that. It's a cheap £8 game from good old games. Bit of poking on my Mac to make it work, and then all of a sudden, boom, play an old-school real-time strategy game, which I miss. I miss real-time strategy games. I know they evolved into MOBAs, but MOBAs are cack in comparison. Yeah. It's nothing like, there's nothing like building up a giant star fleet and then bearing down your enemy and just destroying the hell out of them. <sighs> Makes me smile. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think it's time we got on with our first story. Crikey, that took a bit longer than I was expecting. Starfield seems to have leaked its own ESRB rating. Looks like Starfield is rated mature for violence, drugs, suggestive themes, and more. Interesting. (laughs) It really makes it sound interesting. Uh, According to his own Twitter profile, Starfield has been rated mature by the Entertainment Software's rating board. Looks like Bethesda itself has leaked Starfield. While it doesn't appear to be on the organizational website, if you head to the Starfield Twitter account and click on the banner at the top, you will see ESRB's classification clearly displayed in the near top left corner. Uh, contents of Starfield apparently earned it a mature rating as, uh, mature rating as follows, violence, blood, suggestive themes, strong language, use of drugs. It's a bloody fallout had use of drugs in it. Uh, and the last one should come to and the last one should come to know um no surprise the regular games plus readers as in March uh reporting on Australia's giving Starfield a restrictive rating for among other things the interaction of drug use interactive drug use sorry I kind of just lost my thread there um but yeah it's uh hmm interesting it sounds like it's going to be interesting the question is will it work is more my thing uh, given one is Bethesda, two some Games Pass. So there's not many things that come through Games Pass in the last couple, this year that have come through working, with the exception of Hi-Fi Rush. Um, so they've got so we've got this Starfield. It's going to be this epic Fallout. I'm going to say Fallout-esque, Mass Effect-esque RPG, which is coming out in September. I think it's going to be good. Um, 
It hasn't been confirmed by the ESRB rating wise. Um, but, but let's be honest. Yeah. Who actually looks at that rating and goes, "Oh, I'll make a purchase," or, "Oh no, I can't buy that." Your parents should. They should. They shouldn't. But let's be honest. Who does? Mm-hmm. Most parents will sit there and buy a game that little Johnny wants, and they'll start to play it, and then sort of go, "Oh, I didn't realise it had all this sort of all the game." Oh, and then they'll blame the publisher. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, they, they make the early evening news. Yeah, they'll make the early evening news because they've blamed the publisher for what's in the game when, in fact, they should be blaming themselves for reading the rating. Because or not, not reading the rating. It's not suitable. No. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm i not so fussed about because I'm an adult. I don't really care about these ratings. But um, on the flip side... Yeah, I think parents should use it as a bit of a guide uh, when they're purchasing something that their kid is desperately wanting because there's some yeah. games out there that you really don't want your kids to be playing. That's 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 what it's there for. That's it what really it's there is. for. It's um, to guide you so you can make an informed purchase. But I don't know if it's considered leaking. Is it considered yeah. leaking, or they just go and stuff it? Will let everyone know, put, pop it on there. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you; they were probably aiming for a mature rating because on my notes it turns around and says Fallout seventy six, fun game, and mm-hmm. um, Skyrim also had mature ratings. And I'm sure Fallout four did too because that had recreational drug use in it and uh, not so pleasant things going on. Um, they're going to reveal more at the summer showcase, so I imagine you probably got like in drugs that slow down time, like whatever it is in yeah. in Fallout. What was that? that stims that and Jet. That was the one that slows down time. Stims right. to, to was Stims to fix you up. Yeah. Radex to take away the rat the, the rat away to take the radiation away. Thingy. Yeah. And then everyone was like doing drugs. I remember there was a there was a, a girl in Fallout Three who would do things for Nuka Cola Quantum. Um, <laughs> She had a thing for new Carol Quantum, and she would do things. I've... Not that you'd get to do, not that you'd get to do things. She'd just insinuate that she would do things for new Carol Quantum, and that definitely deserves a mature rating, even if it's yeah. just something at the site. If you have to go out of your way and under some bridge, bro- broken bridge somewhere, to find the crazy lady, she's a troll. Really new yeah. Literal troll. She might have been a troll. <laughs> she's trolling you, mate. <laughs> but um. That's fine. It's fine for us because uh, we're adults, um, which is the important yeah. thing. Uh, and, so, and, yeah, so interesting. It just um, means that they're probably going to have a little bit more freedom within the game to do whatever they want. Yeah. I'm, 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 well, besides the shooting people and turning them into meaty chunk bits all over the place, you know, and that's that's the bit that's the least offensive. Um, so yeah, I, I'm hoping it's good. I'm more worried, given given Redfall and other things, that it might not work. That's my biggest concern. The mature rating, fine. Does it work? More important. More important is that it's worth. More, more important on release. It can right. It can have a few little janky bits in it. I don't mind a few little janky bits in it. Can't just be like kind of. I, you can't get past this planet because the whole thing collapses. This doesn't work. The gunplay doesn't work. The AI is more A than fucking I, um, and, and all that nonsense. Arr? That's the bit. Yeah. 
but that's my bigger concern. But if you, as I said, if you're a parent, for Christ's sake, pay attention to these labels. They're, they're there for a reason. The publishers pay for this. Governments demand this. It's there. Anyway, let's move on to our next one. Um, that. So we've got a trailer reaction. I haven't seen this. You haven't seen this? No. PS5 game called Chrono Odyssey. It's gameplay. Always makes me smile when I hear gameplay. Um, it's um, very popular. It's had like 1.3 million views over the last three days. And um, and we must point out, uh, considering the last story, this is rated M, Mature 17+. plus. Yeah, for blood, gore, and intense violence. Meaning it's good. Meaning <laughs> it must be good. Should be. It must be good. Anyway, let's uh, let's have a watch. Um, the combat itself reminds me of the way... Oh, what's that quite uh, popular game that I don't like? Elden Not- Ring? Bit like Elden Ring. What's the other one? Um, Demon Souls, is it? Demon Souls, yes. It it seems to be very similar to that, and this makes me think that you can play multiplayer. The way where we're seeing many different characters joining in the fight, which seem to move similar to where your character is moving, makes me feel that you can play this with friends. Oh please, this would be quite good. I'm not, a, you know me. I'm not a Dungeons and Dragons sort of person, but no. I was watching this and and just it, you, you, you do, it looks like you've got different classes in there, which is good. And you can it's turn back time. Okay. It yeah, looks like that. you can turn back time a certain amount of time to a certain point, whether or not it's just before the fight, or you maybe you made three moves in the fight that you think might have been wrong. You can go back to that point rather than the whole fight, if you see what I mean. That's what it seems like because they keep showing the clock. Hmm. The clock can go back. You can hear it in the music too, the clicking, the ticking. um, Yeah. Which we're not playing at the moment. And and we just saw it again. So um, it seems interesting. Yes, I'd like to. Are they going to give us a date? Um, Yeah, that's a good point. Are they going to give us a date? So at the moment, it just says. There is no date. I don't see. No, don't think any date for it. Oh. It's um. Oh crikey, it's gone autoplay. I forgot that. Oh. Um. Um. <laughs> you're slightly larger, brother. Um. It. I, I'm interested. I. You know me. I. I'm not a Dungeons Dragons sort of person, but it looked. Yeah. It was good. We had that fight between like yeah, at the beginning. There was like this. Um, I can't describe it like it's a big grey knight thing with yeah. weird armour growth rather than plates. Yeah, and I think I've seen something in, is it Mortal Shell? There was another game that was similar to Elder, um, Elden Ring and the other guys. Uh, I think they've taken inspiration from that sort of game because that is a very popular genre. It's not for me. I don't like that sort of mm. thing. But it's very popular, and the fact that yeah, yeah. they're chucking in there what looks to be multiplayer 
That's interesting. We, we hope multiplayer. We can't tell because I not can't much. tell. At the moment, it looks it looks very it looks very polished in places, and it looks a bit um, like it needs a bit of tidying up in other places. I like the way it starts off, and it's like kind of we're going to show you the landscapes. These are all the beautiful landscapes we made, and then it's like kind of we're going to show you all the buildings because yeah. all the beautiful buildings we made. Now we're going to show you a character because we've made we've spent our artists have spent ages put this character together and then it like moves into the gameplay because our guys have designed the gameplay it's yeah if you ask me to do a trailer that's how i do the trailer to make sure that everyone in the office was happy that their work got represented <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I i it's interesting we'll keep an eye out on that one i don't know because there was a game called chrono trigger which everyone hopped on about i don't know nothing about i'm gonna be completely honest with you i don't know if it's yeah. a sequel to that it might be the sequel to that um, I don't. I don't know. It's it's a South Korean publisher, <gasps> publisher um, creation developer. N Pixel, they're called. That explains why the women on there look nice. <laughs> <laughs> that explains because Western developers don't do that anymore. No, they'll wonder why their games don't sell. Um, you could play a pop a pump from. I'd love to tell you a little bit about N Pixel, but it's in Korean. So I can't <laughs> their website. Yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye out on that one. I think I think that would be the best thing to do. It's just in future. I think we'll, we'll just see if that that pops up again. As I said, it's had it's had a lot of um, what do you call it? A lot of interest in regards to to what's gone on there. So yeah, this will be interesting. Um, so let's move on to our, our next story. Um, mm-hmm. Hogwarts Legacy has amassed over $1 billion. The PS4 and the Xbox version land today with the Switch on Horizon. Oh, my God, I didn't realize it was coming out this early. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy has sold over 15 million copies and made over a billion dollars. And the numbers are expected to be notably increased when it's available on previous generation consoles. Um, So... Wow. Oh, no, we, me, you, and Keith, we all bought that. Um, yeah. And we had great fun talking about it and playing. And uh, as um, I said at the start of the podcast, it. I have just recently completed it. I took my time over it. I explored. Um, my youngest son also played it. He had his own save. And he completed it before me. But I took my time over it. I actually got a higher level than him. Because of that, I explored more. And I did find that the game sort of drew me in when I was playing. Yeah. Forgetting it was a a Harry Potter game, the Mm. gameplay was fairly solid. The way you could deflect spells and send them back to stun your opponents and the way that they had different color shields and you have to use the right color type of uh spell to break the shield and all that sort of stuff um it was fairly fairly well thought through and also with the traits that you can put into the different type obviously i put zero into room of requirement what is that Um, no i i I, the only thing i did in room requirement was grow herbs and mix potions up that was it that's the only requirement i had for it and then it was having the 
what do you call it, creature bit, so you could keep the creatures, so you could upgrade yep. your, your costumes and bits. That's all um, I did. And then I changed it so my costumes, because I always looked like a, a weird pimp if I kept the actual ones that had power. Yeah. This big pink fuzzy hat and the the, the fluffy cape. And it's like, dude, that's that's not cool. We um, just need a cane. Um, yeah, the, weirdly, I had to um, change the appearance. It's nice that you can change the appearance of your characters various items but i'm i picked up some really good glasses i wear they yeah. just they were just elton john glasses they were dragon <laughs> and i just thought do you know what he looks really smart he can keep those dragon glasses and so there was little touches like that that i enjoyed about it and i just enjoyed the game as it is because i like the game um i don't care about all the other nonsense surrounding Harry Potter in the franchise, don't it doesn't affect me. I enjoy the game, and that's all it is. I just I just find it really funny because there was a massive thing to boycott this game. There was a thing to boycott this game. There was a thing to shame streamers who would stream this game. There were mm -hmm. people who wanted to play this game, but they didn't want to stream it because they felt that they would upset certain groups. All because JK Rowling has a different opinion to you. She has a different opinion to me on a lot of things. I don't care. That's her thing. I like the Harry Potter stuff that she does. That's good. That entertains me. Keeps me happy. Yeah. Yeah. But there's some, she says, she says some stupid things, but that's just everyone's right. I say stupid things, you say stupid things. It's normal. And I don't get what the stupid discourse was because clearly at $1 billion in sales and not even being released on previous generation consoles, it didn't bloody work, did it? No. And um, it must clearly be didn't work because they're going to release it on the uh, last gen and Nintendo soon. If it if it worked and they didn't make the sales, they might not even think about it. But obviously, there's a market there to be tapped, so they're going to yeah. tap it. Yes, they're going to tap that market. They're going to tap that market. Let's move on to our next one. I need to get edit that thing down. So. Um... I've got my screen set up properly. Super Mario crosses the 1 billion mark at the global box office. Disney, Nintendo's coming for your lunch. Um, that's all I can say. They are coming for your lunch, your dinner, your audience. Um, I still haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. I can't go and see it because I'm an adult. I look weird. Um, so, yes. Let's go together. <laughs> yes, let's go together. You can be, because you're shorter than me, I can pretend you're my child. It's got progeria, yeah. leave him alone. Um, I'll, have a, I'll have a clean shave and pop a little wig on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, just the latest milestone for the movie, uh, directed by Aaron Horowitz and uh, Michael Jennick. According to Variety, Nintendo Illumination Animation has managed to cross the landmark figure in just 26 days, grossing $490 million in North America and 532 million in uh, international uh, markets. Uh, films opened in Japan this past Friday. Um, Nintendo, okay, the, right, so there are girl boss moments in it, but I think Nintendo stepped in and went, oh, hang, on, hang, hang on a moment. It's about Mario and Luigi, Mario Brothers. 
So I think they were, been, were told to tone, tone it down. Um, and I've seen other articles where the, the guy who created it turned around as a controversy helped because everyone was looking at it going, oh, Mario Brothers and made it kind of part of the, uh, what do you call it, the, 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 the general chit-chat of the world. Um, and it's, 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 it's great because I think we are now moving away from superhero movies into video game movies. And I can't wait to watch Dead Space horror film because that's going to be bloody awesome. Yeah. Um, it's going to take seven years to, to turn up, but hey. It'll take um, a while. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's amazing that they've got all these kind of things in there and the fact that, try, again, try to, to like kind of, people try to be all controversial with it and um, it helps, like with Hogwarts Legacy. Um, but I, I, thought, I thought this film was going to cross a billion because the closest to a... Disney franchise wise as that kind of family friendly if it's got this mark on it it's pretty safe is Nintendo look at if you look at Nintendo stuff yeah. Nintendo stuff tends to be very family friendly um, very family friendly so seeing that yeah yeah I mean I, I if I was to buy or choose a console which I wanted to play with my family whether that was my parents or my kids it'll be a Nintendo console because I know a lot of the games are family friendly. Majority of them would be. So you're, you're safe in that uh, knowledge that you're going to have a wide variety of games that you can play with your kids or your parents, if you're in that sort of thing. So yeah, Nintendo. And I love the fact that Nintendo world is becoming a thing as well within some, some theme parks. They are coming. For, they are coming for Disney's lunch. They really are. I'm Universal never, are happy to help them. I think they're they really happy be. to help them. And I can't and, wait and, to be able to go to one. I know there are only little sections so far. It's just a section within a park. It's not. But can you imagine a uh, a Mario World? Everyone wants, everyone wants the Mario Kart race one. That's what they want. They want the Mario Kart race one. They want it to be interactive so you can hit people with banana skins and that bloody blue shell. That's what people really want. They will get, they'll get there. They'll get there at one point. It won't be first, but they'll, they'll figure out how to do it. They'll figure out how to do it. They're working on it. Like... Trackless, trackless car system. Yeah, that'll be the thing. It'll be a trackless car system like um, you never did uh, Ratatouille, did you, at Disney? I think that's um... trackless car system yeah but also there's a trackless system in universal um oh yeah there's transformers and spider-man yeah yeah transformers and spider-man pretty much the same thing but also um i'm thinking about it the hogwarts ride with the broomstick where you go into the big Mm -hmm. domes and and things like that yeah something like that as well in the little cart where you can go up and down like this around the big anyway it'll come soon It'll come soon. I am not surprised this has done well. No, I'm not surprised this has done well. It's a said family friendly, big broad appeal story. Tried to remove most of the politics and bits like that. Had a bit of controversy, which just got atten- eyes on the pro- on the product, and then uh, got everything sorted. Yeah. So use for Nintendo. Um, yeah, let's let's move on to our next one. I mentioned this one at the beginning of the podcast and podcast listeners. I know you hope you stuck around for the 
Try the reaction. Xbox boss Phil Spencer apologizes for Redfall's disastrous launch. Uh, we let a lot of people down this week. I'm upset with myself. Now, apparently, there's a rumor. If you look at his profile, you can see that he played it for 40 minutes and then deleted it. Oh, don't know that's how, telling. Don't know huh? how, oh, that's telling when your boss won't play the game. Um, Xbox, we all know he's a big gamer. Yeah. No, well, if you, if you can see his game profile, Xbox uh, boss Phil Spencer has personally apologized for the failure of Arcane's Redfall, which um, was widely panned this week. The AAA first party shooter has suffered a disastrous launch with players and reviewers. <laughs> Excuse me. With players and reviewers criticizing everything from the blandness of its world to the many bugs and, unins and the, uh, its uninspired looter shooter mechanics to performance issues. Arcane's worst reviewed game. The most negative user score rating on Steam. Uh, sorry, it has the most negative user score rating on Steam. Um, the failure of Regfall was also brought into question Microsoft's ability to launch high-quality games with any regularity after uh, a string of high-profile flip, flip, flips, flip and flops, flops, and uh, <laughs> and caused some of the games to uh, cause uh, caused some of their cancel to come. To come ah, Look, bollocks. It's bollocks up Games Pass. Basically, people are cancelling Game Pass because of the recent <laughs> crap releases. So, which is why we were th uh, saying what we were saying about uh, Starfield, due to be released in September. Hopefully, it's good. Redfall. I'm not holding not out good. hope after Fallout 76. Seriously, it's like kind of... I know Baxter's like trying to be all hopeful. You know? It's like kind of, you did not play... He played Fallout 76, like, it was like... I think it was like almost a year after launch. So they fixed a lot of stuff. They must have. I remember playing Fallout 76 and not being able to walk past a train station. And I couldn't walk forward, and I couldn't turn around to do one... It just kept him crashing the game. I'm not joking. It's the first time ever that I've rejected a game from my console and almost snapped it in two out of frustration. Yeah. I was playing with our friend Carl and it was yeah. literally, it was like, are you all right? Yeah, yeah I'm fine. And it's just like, it crashed. I goes, let me try again. And I was being patient until I got to like the seventh bloody time. And I went, I knocked it on the head. And I came back to it like a week later. Still the same bloody problem. Still the same bloody problem. And it just, as I said, and I'm worried that Starfield will be like that. I am worried, but I'm hoping that it's had a longer time in development. And I hope they've learned from Fallout 76. Because personally, I would have liked to have played Fallout 76. However, I listened to all the issues that you were having with that game. And I went, I'm not even going to load that. I'm not even going to download it. It's on Game Pass. I could. But I'm yeah. not going to. Even now. It's as I said at the beginning of the podcast. This here is specifically for X and S user Xbox owners. Especially, it's supposed to be next gen. It's terrible. It does. As I, I said in the, in in the preamble for the podcast listeners, that I was playing this and just doesn't look as good as say like Dying Light or what's the other one that's come out to Dead Island Two, um, and Dead Island Two is is cross-generational hmm. and it doesn't look okay. as good as a cross-generational game the big concern is that because it's games pass and microsoft only studios and they don't have to make money in order to keep themselves going as a thingy the incentive to get it right the incentive to be good 
isn't quite there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, no, it's fine. As long as people are buying Game Pass, we'll be fine. We won't get cut. As long as we contribute content so they don't cancel this month, we'll be fine. Um, and I think, because that's what, as I said, that's, that's the kind of thing that Netflix do. They want to make sure they keep their subscriber count up. And Microsoft want to make sure they keep their subscriber count up. And did this with Bapster, and I said, he said, oh, it'd be great if Sony did the same thing. I went, Sony do do the same thing. The difference is with Sony is when the AAA games come out, they let those AAA games sell first. Yeah. They give it about, I think it's about, I'm sure the only example I've got on the top of my head is um, Ryzen Forbidden West, where they let that one run for about three months before they put it on the premium game. Pass, it is now which, on premium. So they're making money out of it, and those people who weren't quite interested in it do get the reward of having it. it okay, it's not as good as day, as, as day one release, and there's, there's been some bits, because I've had Games Pass pretty much since day one, and I've mm. enjoyed the out of it in places, like, um, what was that game? It was made by Obsidian. Space's Choice. Um, Outer Outlands or Outer Worlds? Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds is like the, the, their version of um, Spacey um fallout um i played that and, and that was good I, I liked i liked halo infinite it was okay yeah it's okay i would never buy it it was okay uh, yes i think that's yeah i would never buy it that's that's a very good point the um, good thing I'd is we got it. it for free on game pass to play it and mm. so i tried it and i would have if i had bought the game i probably would have took it back to get my money back but because yeah. it was free, I persevered. I didn't yeah. really like. I've never been a Halo fan, never. It, but because it's I, on Game Pass, I, I gave it a shot. Yeah, it felt as I described it as Halo Far Cry. Literally played like Far Cry, but with Halo. Hmm. Um, with shit is fine. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't like the guns on Halo, and unfortunately, Halo guns always always make me cringe because they don't do any damage. That's, That's why I don't like them. It's like, but saying that, when I played Halo Infinite, the, the pistol, when I literally broke out the pistol, I was headshotting all over the grunts. That made me feel that made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. That's probably why I liked it. Um, but so, then again, I had COVID. That might have been why I was feeling warm and fuzzy inside too. Could could <laughs> be. That's probably why you enjoyed it. Your head was all fucked up. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe that was interfering with my quality control. Yeah. Um, I I do feel that they need a quality of control on games that are going on to Game Pass. So it it feels like it's becoming a little bit like Steam, where literally anything can go on. There needs to be a, a level. I yeah. if you're going to release day one on Game Pass, I feel there needs to be a certain level that every publisher has to hit. Especially if it's current gen. That's which is my next gen. Because the other part too is when you get a day in, day one release with a game that isn't a Microsoft owned studio on Games Pass, it makes me think it's crap automatically. That's a bad thing to think, but makes me think it's crap automatically because they don't they haven't got confidence enough to sell it. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. That's um, me though. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what though. But um, with with Redfall, I'm hoping with the fact that Phil Spencer has come out, acknowledged just how trash it is, 
something will be done within the next couple of weeks. I would expect possibly I, just like point, longer. But. Phil's been doing this for a while. <laughs> Did this with Halo. <laughs> um, saying that, I haven't seen a Gears of War game. I know they've done lots of bits for Gears of War, but I haven't actually seen a Gears of War game. Maybe and, there'll be something in the summer. And on the flip side, and I know I, I trashed Halo a little bit, but I played Halo 5 because I hadn't played any... Sorry, not Halo 5. Um, Gears of War. I hadn't played the latest Gears of War, I think that's 6, and then the one before that, number 5. And I, I played them both, and I've, I did really enjoy them, and I'd never played them before. So that's a plus. Much they're much better co-op, mate. Yeah, so I imagine they would single, be. Single, play them co-op. Really oh, good co-op. I, play the co-op. I think mean, so. him, I mean, him enjoy the crap out of that. Anyway, um, so to summarise, um, Games Pass isn't quite what it cracked up to be. I do like the idea of Games Pass. I do like what they're trying to do with Games Pass, but dude, they need to sort out their sodding act. Um, because They need some quality control on the games that they're going to release on Game Pass, especially if they're day one ex- exclusives. Yes. Okay. Good point. Let's go on to our next one. A Lego Pac-Man arcade cabinet could be on the way. If reports are to believe, you might be able to control it as well. Um, so, apparently, leaks. Uh, if the leaks, sorry, the leaks to believe you could be looking at a Lego Pac-Man arcade machine set to launch in the not so distant future, according to leaker Falcon Bricks. Um, the Lego Pac-Man set will be arriving on June first and should cost two hundred and sixty-nine ninety-nine dollars. Uh, uh, as the supply page of the body, it seems to be designed to look like an arcade machine that carries the original Pac-Man 1980 game, a 1980s game. Uh, it's also... Oh, I can't, just, I'm tired. I'm just tired. Um, it also um, recreates the, the, the screen, the joystick, and buttons uh, of its inspiration. Let's see if we can see the thing here. Uh, unfortunately, it seems they've taken it down. Maybe they accidentally posted it. I did look earlier, mm. so Ooh, that, that, that that leads that puts that puts validity on that claim. Um, so yeah, so let's see if I, let me just see if I can actually find the picture. You 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 you, you chat for a bit, mate. Well, I'll I'll see if I can actually find a uh, a thing. Let's see if I can find so, and Bricks. I don't really. Okay, um, I was very young in the eighties, and so I didn't really play too much Pac Man. But Pac Man was around in the late 80s and 90s as well, in the arcade. Little joystick, arcade machine, you know, you jump on, blah, blah, blah. And actually, I went to um, a place, a local Comic-Con thing, quite a small thing, and they had a little Pac- Pac-Man, you know, the sit-down ones, where you can sit across a table. Um, and me and my son played Pac-Man against each other, trying to get to high school. He told me he was going to whip me. I beat him easily. He wasn't happy. And I said, I'm from that generation, son. What do you expect? There are arcade machines out there for Pac-Man. So if there's going to be an official one, especially made of Lego, that would be a bit special. Yes. 
Um, unfortunately, I can't find any images. I can either. Um, I had a little look at the the company's Twitter page to see uh, the date that they supposedly tweeted it, and that post is gone. I think potentially they've been asked to take it down, maybe because the date was incorrect or they weren't quite right. But mm. there's rumours here. Maybe they're going to make a Lego thing where you can actually play Pac-Man. That would be cool. Yeah, it's been taken down. I've went to three other three other articles that I got listed, and it all comes up with, hmm, this page doesn't exist. Try searching for something else on Twitter. Um, yeah. That lends credence. That lends credence to that. Okay. And, and if you go to this guy, Falcon Brick's Twitter feed, he covers everything Lego. He is a comprehensive list of Lego stuff coming out. He's the one to, to, to look at if you're into your Lego. Yeah. Um, just seeing if someone actually took a bloody screenshot of the thing, because everything was linking to the Twitter. Oh, I, oh I've got uh, one. Oh, I've got one. You? It's blurry as all hell, courtesy of Metro. Literally the last throw of the dice to try and find one of these images. Yeah. Um, let's see if we can pop this one up here, the Lego Pac-Man. Thing it's yeah you have to excuse the quality because it is it is it is um that is blurry you can sort of yeah is, I can't really tell <laughs> that could just be an arcade machine it could be uh, the, the, the bits right the bits down here which are blurry um ironically pixelated uh looks like they could be Lego and then it looks like they could be a little like Lego thing there. So Whether like or not a... it's a working model, if they mm. release it as a working model, that'll be quite funny, quite cool. I, I Part of me thinks that the reason it's $270 is that it has, has got working bits in there and you have to assemble it yourself, like a Technic Lego sort of thing. Yeah, That's interesting. Mm. So watch this space, I think. Maybe it will come yeah. back out. Something See, official I've... will be released. So I talk, every time, every so often, I talk to, to Baps about the idea of of having an arcade machine downstairs in my my living room. My wife would hate it. I would love it. I get one of those ones. It's pretty much got like a retro pie in it or a handle. Yeah, in it. and you can buy them. A, They're not too expensive. Like... Of, and they I don't, don't need it. They don't need the coins. You just push the. Oh button. yeah, no, no, you just click and the button. And then you select a game. Yeah, you scroll through whatever whatever console or arcade machine you want to use. Fantastic! That's what I want. That's what I want. Just like you, my wife would hate it. <laughs> I anyway, would love it. Let's, let's move on to our, our next one. Usually apps if I press the button, but I was just trying to remember that uh, you're doing this one. This that is very very true. This this, this was this was submitted by Babster. He buggered off and went read my story. I was like, all right, I'll read your story. So this one's for you, Babster. Go for it, Nudge. There is a new ZX Spectrum game called Seraphima. There is a, a video on YouTube 
which uh, we'll play in the background shortly whilst we talk about it. Yes, yes, if I just remember. (laughs) And the synopsis, uh, so it is made by Zosoya Entertainment, who I believe are Russian. They currently make quite a few games, I think, for the ZX Spectrum. And there she is on screen right now. That is Seraphim, I believe. Let's turn the volume down. There was a little bit of music so you can get a feel feel from it. So the synopsis is, uh, since the dawn of time, two hidden castes have coexisted on Earth, unbeknownst to mankind, the guardians who dwell outside the boundaries of time and protect life on our planet, and the marauders who relentlessly pursue the guardians across the ages, ruthlessly sieging whatever they desire. Locked in an eternal conflict, these castes have upheld a balance between good and evil. But one fateful day, Seraphima emerges as the last surviving guardian. If she fails, the marauders will remain trapped in their respective ages, but the future of Earth will be shrouded in uncertainty. Seraphima resolves to fight until her last breath, defeating her foes and ultimately save Earth. So, Right, so I can just point something out. I'm watching this and I'm like, there's a reason I keep going backwards and forwards through the doors. Um, there might be. <laughs> there might be. I'm just like kind of, I'm just, I was just like looking at this 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 page where they got it here. Um, let's see if I can zoom in on it. Uh, sorry, there you go, yep. Oh, it. Sorry, it moves the page when I zoom in. I've lost it. I've lost her! Where has she gone? Oh, it's down, 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 down. There so she famous. is. So, um, you zoomed in too much now. Yeah, so uh, I, I wonder why Babston likes this one. Well, uh, some tidbits. Uh, Seraphima is a high quality <laughs> game for ZX Spectrum. No, 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 no. Wonder why Babston. Well, um, the game features an active sprite. <laughs> um, <laughs> Two of them. Yes. Um, it's two of them. Just two massive sprites. Uh, two massive sprites. Yeah, I wonder, wonder why he wanted us to talk about this one. What I find weird about this is you've got Russian developers making a Spectrum game. Hmm. And I always think of Spectrum as being quite parochial and British, as in it's, it's, it's us. No one else does Spectrum yeah. stuff. It's us. I, I know that, 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 that. So that seems a little, a little strange. Um, yeah, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Um, the, the animation on it looks for a Spectrum game, and it's always weird when I have to say this. For a Spectrum game, it's really good. Uh, and and we go back to the to the to the video, and you can see it that does, kind actually. of. You go back to the video, and you can see, you know, the downside it doesn't have because of the limitations in the console doesn't have quite the uh, the uh, the range, shall we say, when it comes to. To doing things like this, but the, the, it's got, this looks nice and nice and fluid. Looks well polished. It does. Um, and it's yeah, yeah. It, it, there's been there's some love there. There's clearly some love. Um, yeah, there's definitely it. some thought into this, not just uh, sprites. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't. That, that, there's nothing wrong with that. That also appeals to me too. Yes, yes. I'm I'm sure for me too. But I 
actually, gameplay wise, I think when it comes to Spectrum, I didn't really play any Spectrum games, but I think Baxter will tell you if the gameplay uh, looks solid or not. But I was, I'll be honest with you, when it, when it came to gameplay and stuff, and I, I was, I was playing the much superior Amstrad. He's not here to do anything. Much he superior. It had, more, it had more RAM in it. Had more RAM in it. There were some better ports. There were much better ports on on there of, of certain games. Just saying. <laughs> He's gonna kill me next time we talk. Gonna love. Um, yes, you'll love that. But hey, um, um, it's it is actually receiving positive feedback from the retro gaming community. So, um, there is a website where you can download it. We've shown it a couple of times. Um, you can actually down download it to give it a go. See if you enjoy it. Probably worth a go if you've got a ZX Spectrum. Uh, or if you've got a ZX Spectrum emulator. Yeah. It's the other one too, because you can just emulate it and run it there. And I know that, that, that Baxter loves his Specky Next. Mm. I yeah. think it's his favourite games machine of all time, is Specky Next. He really does um, does enjoy it. And um, if you are a Specky Next sort of person, I think this, definitely, uh, this looks like a good game for that. You want that? You need you got that retro game itch that you want to scratch. I think this will be the the thing that will deliver that. It looks um, looks really well. It does for a Spectrum game. Uh, I think I'm, for a Spectrum game, yeah. I'm I'm waiting for Crisis to come out on Spectrum. You know, was yeah. it that joke? Uh, will it run Crisis? Um, yeah. That's what I want to see on the Spectrum. So if 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 this makes it onto Baptist Channel, and those uh, Spectrum enthusiasts are listening. Crisis, so we can make the joke that the Spectrum Next can run Crisis. Yeah. And on that note, I think we're ready to wrap it up. Um, is there anything else we want to add, Nigel? I think we've covered everything. But thank you for listening. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it this week. Um, yeah, sorry about the trailer watch. It went on longer than I was expecting because usually it's usually about two minutes. It's quite loud. You can hear shit going on. Um, I do recommend go and have a look at that 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 uh, thing. It, it looks um, it, it looks like but it looks like something between drag. This is the Chrono. What was it called? Chrono. Chrono not Trigger. Chrono Cross, not Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger is the um, the game that I think it's sequel to Chrono Odyssey. Sorry. Ah, right. Chrono Odyssey. So it, go go find the Chrono Odyssey uh, gameplay trailer on the on the PlayStation Five channel. It might be on the Xbox channel as well. Um, Looks interesting. Looks good. Looks like uh, Dragon Age mixed with um, uh, what do you call it? Elden Ring. Elden Ring, yeah, yeah. Um, it looks things. I think it looks prettier than Elden Ring. It's clearly tidier, clearly better. But on that note, thank you for listening to the podcast. We will be back next week, and we will see you then. So goodbye, Nigel. Goodbye, Nigel.